set the tone. Please record your podcast. When you are finished, let the fans download on Spotify and listen to the latest episode. Set the tone. Episode 40. Here we go. We are going to traverse week 18 in the NFL, but first things first, we discuss the DeMar Hamlin situation. I don't know that I need to necessarily exhaust myself and explain to you all what had happened. We are understanding of that. This is Wednesday where this podcast is being recorded. All signs currently pointing to DeMar Hamlin making strides under medical care at the University of Cincinnati Hospital. It is something that is positive. Definitely, as Tuesday had moved along and listening to different talk forums, there was an unsettling, and that's what I had texted with friends Monday night. It's unsettling was the situation with DeMar Hamlin um, that we had all experienced and had all witnessed live on Monday Night Football. And it was a very human reaction. I think as a society, as football fans too, we've become numb to a lot because we've seen a lot. We have, have seen a lot happen on the football field. And the gravity of the situation as it moved forward, I think, gripped people in many different ways. But it's one yesterday, as people tried to wrap their heads around it and talk about it and listen to it, I don't know that there was a right way to do it. There are certainly some wrong ways, but I don't necessarily feel that that was broached at all. Yesterday, Tuesday, being a pretty respectful day, an understanding day in the sports world and how to navigate what are the next steps we can look towards. Uh, Wednesday here as we record this and the encouraging signs that we're getting from DeMar Hamlin in the hospital as we look to move forward. We're kind of returning to that sense of normalcy and by no means is this a situation that we move on, say, next man up, as we're kind of conditioned or accustomed to, right? We all know that you have to move forward, but understanding that there is still a sensitive nature with this, that you can't halt all plans. It seems that the NFL is doing such. Uh, with understanding where a Week 18 schedule can be. Things are still in flux with the Bills-Patriots game on Sunday, listed for 1 o'clock. I think the NFL is willing to work with the Buffalo Bills should they have to. And now, as we sit and record this, it seems that there's going to be a resumption of a Bills-Bengals game at some point, potentially what we'll deem as Week 19, which would be Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. So the AFC playoffs get pushed back. The NFC goes in its Super Wild Card full force. But because there were still seating implications with the Bengals and Bills, that game needs to be played as well. 
looking at the good that has come from the DeMar Hamlin situation, tragedy, right? really, tragic in nature, if we can look at any good. Monday night, someone had texted me a link to DeMar Hamlin's toy drive. And my immediate response to it was, wow, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets flooded with donations because I have seen Bills fans do this before. Bills Mafia is notorious for rallying and, you know, loud, boisterous, but they are positive in a lot of ways, in their energy. And I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this picks up some steam and gets some nice donations for DeMar Hamlin's toy drive that he has set up with a modest goal of $2,500 and recording this sits over $6 million. The response was not just from Bill's Mafia, but the response was from football fans all over. Not just fans, but those within the league. And again, I think the handling of the situation, there's definitely no playbook for it. The empathy shown by Sean McDermott, Zach Taylor, the leadership shown by both as well, the leadership and courageousness of the medical staff on site at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati to save DeMar Hanlon's life does not go unnoticed. In what is an unfortunate and tragic situation, we saw a lot of good in humanity, and it's something that we don't see a lot of every single day, but it's nice to know that it's out there. Put your head down on the pillow and feel a little bit better about things. And of course, this all comes with the encouraging signs of DeMar Hamlin's health progressing in terms of just being able to live. Nobody knows what is next for him in terms of what quality of life there will be. It's truly uncharted territory that we have seen. There's another instances that we can point to in sports, but at this prominent of a stage, gosh, it uh, it really hits. It hits in a lot of ways. I mean, this has been covered in so many different ways, but I'd be remiss if I did not share my thoughts on what I had witnessed Monday night, what I had thought about for a good portion of Tuesday and what's still being discussed today trying to move on and so I don't know that there's ever a good segue to move from a situation as what we had witnessed on Monday to talking about sports but the nature of this podcast is to provide some levity provide some fun thoughts on again sports that's what we're talking about we're talking about sports. It's a distraction for us when we watch on Sunday, watch football, whatever. I mean, the NFL owns a calendar. Monday, Sunday, Saturday now, Thursday. 
Heck, we've even seen them go Tuesday, Wednesday, and some years too and Friday. And our holidays, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. You get the point. And when you listen to this podcast, it's there to be a distraction as well. So we have a week 18 to play in the NFL. That should cover most of what we have to offer here on the podcast this week. Keep it short. We will put in our little gambling feature uh, before we fully jump into the NFL. The goal is to have a Monday podcast to talk about the national title game, whether it happens or not. Don't know what the schedule completely looks like yet. But what I will say is college football owned, absolutely owned New Year's Eve with high-scoring affairs between Georgia and Ohio State and Michigan and TCU. Defensive scores, big offensive plays, anything that you could get, it offered. Special teams drama. A great timeout from Kirby Smart to, in my opinion, save Georgia's national title chances. And a lot of other people believe that as well. And let me say something on Marvin Harrison Jr., Yeah, the game changed when he was taken out, but talking about the type of player he is going to be, it is funny. If you watch game day and they do the hit on Marvin Harrison and Marvin Harrison Jr., his dad, the Hall of Fame wide receiver, says, yeah, those those guys in front of you that you have, they're upperclassmen. They know a thing or two. Don't listen to them. Listen to me. I got you here the past 13 years. Let's ride with that. (laughs) That is some confidence, and it showed on Saturday night. Marvin Harrison, we obviously know, has that type of talent, right? But on a big stage, talk about rising to the occasion and performing at an even higher level. One thing Georgia has gone for them is there's no Marvin Harrison Juniors on TCU. I don't know that TCU deserves to be a two-touchdown dog, but thank God Marvin Harrison Jr. is not suiting up for the Horned Frogs because he will give Georgia nightmares. Some of those defensive backs, long nights of sleep, long nights of film study, having to rewatch some of that back. Week 18 in the NFL, run through the schedule here quick. It's funny, going through some of these odds and looking how wonky they are. Two Saturday games, uh, Raiders-Chiefs, meaningful for the Chiefs, 9.5-point favorites on the road, traveling to Vegas, number one seed still in play for them. The other Saturday night game, Jacksonville Jaguars, who are on an absolute heater, hosting the Tennessee Titans. And some games of note on Sunday, knock them out right here, determining the last AFC wildcard spot, Jets at the Dolphins, Browns at the Steelers, and the Patriots at the Bills. So, we'll cover the AFC side, and then we can go to the NFC side and look at the scenarios that are still to break out there. The Dolphins are reeling with struggling quarterback play. Teddy Bridgewater starts against the Patriots. Has some success, we'll say. Well, then he goes and dislocates his pinky finger on a pick six. Patriots put the game away. Skylar 
Thompson cannot do much of anything. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, are very much alive in the AFC and in the mix. So here's the scenario that we have in the AFC. The Patriots win, and they are in. Game still in limbo, right now slated to be a 1 o'clock game, but it's a win and in for the Patriots. For the Miami Dolphins, it is a win, a Patriots loss, and they are in. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is a win, a Dolphins loss, a Patriots loss, and they are in. Which scenario do I think is most likely? Crazy enough, I would have to think it's the Pittsburgh Steelers to get in. Because I look at it like this, assuming the Buffalo-New England game happens. You're telling me the response from the Buffalo Bills was not one of camaraderie, togetherness, the fact that they're going to be playing at home with something still to play for in terms of AFC seeding. And, granted, there's an emotional toll that they all take, but there is definitely a benefit to what we see is, for all intents and purposes, a buy on the body. There is a physical toll that the Patriots, I'm sorry, that the Bills got to avoid. I would anticipate Buffalo is a big chance to beat the Patriots. The Dolphins, one-point dogs at home. We assume it's Skylar Thompson starting at quarterback. Also, Xavier Howard, who's been hurt all year, didn't play last week, didn't practice today. Teron Armstead, Pro Bowl left tackle, did not practice today. Bradley Chubb did not practice today. A banged-up team that has lost five in a row. What confidence do you have that they win a must-win football game. I mean, last week was a must-win, and they couldn't get it done. The Steelers, on the other hand, well, got a little bit of mojo going. They have a coach who has been there before. They have a young quarterback in Kenny Pickett who shows up in big spots. Call the Ravens game lackluster, okay? Kenny Pickett showed up. Did the same damn thing in the Raiders game as well. I'd be curious to see, I know, FanDuel lists playoff odds. Let's see, make the playoffs. Odds to make the playoffs. Right now, they have pulled all AFC odds. And I think they're still waiting on some scheduling scenarios, but I'd be curious if, they, if it comes out prior to the Sunday start. I assume it will. They're just waiting on the NFL schedule announcement to see who the favorite is if it's New England it would have to be in my opinion Pittsburgh if Pittsburgh's a two and a half point favorite New England's a dog on the road you would think that the be- that the best odds the favorite in terms of odds would be the Pittsburgh Steelers and in my opinion that's what it boils down to on the NFC side the games of importance the Eagles two touchdown favorites over the New York Giants, they have an opportunity to finally win and clinch a number one seed. I'd say it's a must win. Is there a team who just needs a little bit of mojo to get back and going? The Giants have clinched a playoff spot, so we're assuming 
this is seen as a dress rehearsal for them. But there are opportunities for the San Francisco 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys, to take over that number one seed. The Cowboys, who keep knocking on that door, they go to Washington to take on the Commanders, who, again, I ridiculed Ron Rivera last week for starting Carson Wentz. He now will start Sam Howell. A head coach I really like in Ron Rivera. Doesn't it seem like he just punted the season last week? I mean, a pretty, pretty tone-deaf move starting Carson Wentz, no? I can't be alone in that thought, and I, I don't really get the rationale behind it. Not one way to, let's say, rally the troops in the locker room. So there's some seeding scenarios with that there. Most likely... We'll see the Cowboys hang on to that fifth seed. They will travel to Tampa Bay in Super Wild Card Weekend. And then figuring out the final spot in the NFC, we have the Seahawks in the driver's seat. Well, actually a couple of factors. Seahawks right now are sitting as a seventh seed. The reason they are sitting there as such is because there is a three-way tie with the Seahawks. The Lions, the Packers. What fun for us, the Lions and Packers play this week. With a Packers win, they are in. They hold the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Seattle Seahawks. With a Seahawks win and a Packers loss, Seattle is in. With a Seahawks loss and a Lions win, the Motor City Kitties and Dan Campbell are going to the playoffs. Seattle hosts the Rams. They're six and a half point favorites. Isn't it one of these classic spots where we sit there and think there's one team that just for some reason shows up in week 18, week 17 in the past that really we did not expect to one bit whatsoever. It doesn't seem like Baker Mayfield, Sean McVay, and the LA Rams are that team that they do beat the Seahawks. They give us a little bit of juice, meaning the Sunday night game between the Lions and Packers is winner-take-all. That's, in my opinion, the ideal scenario. Gun to my head here, I'm taking the Packers to take that spot. I'm going to trust Aaron Rodgers. But this is also someone who I would consider myself an Aaron Rodgers apologist whether you like it or don't love the guy as a quarterback and think the world of him Packers now have the mojo going listen simply you win you're in at Lambeau no excuses simple landscape of week 18 but we're about to get thrown a wrench with the scheduling scenario we'll keep tabs on that the one thing that we ran into last week as January 1, sports betting went live in Ohio. Here I am sitting watching the Georgia-Ohio State game, and I am waiting for the clock to strike midnight. Completely forgot that it was New Year's Eve. I was so into the Ohio State-Georgia game, I'm looking at the clock for the sports betting reason. And that's my trigger. And then... Right, half listening to the broadcast, but intently watching 
And someone actually, that's what happened. Someone texted me, Happy New Year. Oh, that was five minutes after 12. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Huh. Okay, back to placing my bets. And what did I say? We have a new little segment on the program. Set the teaser. Well, I hope you're able to buy some groceries this week as we gave out a nice little three-team teaser that did I have to sweat? Did you have to sweat if you put it in? Yes. Did we get a little bit lucky week one of sports betting in Ohio? I would say so. It it boiled down to an Eddie Pinheiro missed field goal to, and I said, what, Tampa Bay is going to keep a game close, and that's why I'll take eight and a half points in a five-point teaser with the Carolina Panthers. Game's going to be close. I'll keep it, they'll keep it within a touchdown. Well, who goes up by nine late in the game? Tampa Bay Buccaneers do. Oh, God. Well, we know the Panthers now need two scores. They get the ball back. They're driving down the field. They get within field goal range, get to a 44-yard field goal attempt that Eddie Pinheiro misses, but there is a false start. The play is negated. Pinheiro gets to kick again. He hits, and we cash that ticket. That was big time. What a sweat. And many people would argue there was time on the clock. You have timeouts. Why not go for a touchdown if you're the Panthers and then deal with the field goal logistics? Well, I might agree with that. I'm happy they didn't. So we had that cover. We had the Lions at a half point cover. We had the Browns plus six and a half rolled into, again, was it smart to bet against Carson Wentz or what? The Browns 24-10 roll over the Commanders. This week, again, it will help pay for groceries. We look at a 5.3 team teaser, plus 180 odds. What do we have for you? Jacksonville Jaguars were going to move from minus 6 to minus 1. The Pittsburgh Steelers were going to take from a 2.5 point favorite to a 2.5 point dog. The Cincinnati Bengals. Same reasons I listed about the Buffalo Bills. Rested in terms of a physical buy. Less of an emotional toll. They're at home. Host the Ravens as a touchdown favorite. We get them to minus two. And better yet, Lamar Jackson's not playing. Even if Lamar Jackson was playing, he's not back. I would need to see some reps from him. I'm all in on the Bengals. And as I was kind of going through this, right now we have Buffalo and New England. Buffalo's a seven-point favorite. If you add a fourth team to this teaser, it takes the plus 275. The one I'm going to, going to give out on this show, right, the three-team, Bengals minus two, Steelers minus two and a half to plus two and a half, and the Jags minus six to minus one. I be, the Jags have the mojo going. I do like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I don't trust Joshua Dobbs as a quarterback. I think the Jags just have enough going to win a division at this point. If they're hot, we're going to roll with the hot hand. So getting them to minus one, again, basically a pick them. Cover our ass if they lose by a point. 
Jacksonville minus six to minus one. Steelers minus two to plus two and a half. Bengals minus seven to minus two. I think the Bengals roll in a big way. Those are plus 180 odds. We'll throw that in. We'll get groceries for the week. I might throw in Buffalo. Do we throw in Aaron Rodgers just for shits and giggles? What would a five-team teaser look like? Plus 450? Ah. Might be something to do. Hey, let's enjoy week 18. Let's enjoy the football season while we can. And we continue to hope and pray that the best comes out of the medical reports for DeMar Hamlin. We hope that we never have to experience this again. And again, we applaud those who stepped up to do the right thing in the right spot. We'll be back with you next week uh, after week 18. Would not be surprised that we get some coaching vacancies to open up. We hear some Jim Harbaugh rumors. We hear some Sean Payton rumors. We can discuss those next week on Set the Tone.